This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Warning, this episode contains some swear words. And emotional roller coasters. <laughs> We're fine now. <laughs> All right, Maddie, how are you? Oh, you know, pretty good, pretty good here on the long weekend of Easter. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us a few days off. Yeah, like it's one of those ones I don't I don't understand enough about Catholicism to know why exactly that we have the long weekend, Uh but I enjoy it and I don't need to know why. Yeah, see, I do, but I don't think that's what this Mm. podcast is about. No, it's absolutely not. Um, So carry on then. (laughs) Well, because we were just saying that yesterday because I went and got one of those big like seafood Cajun things that comes in a bag and you eat it with your hands. And I feel like it's, was I accidentally doing it right by Jesus, like by not eating red meat? I don't know. Yeah. We got fishy and chippy last night. Um, For reasons unknown to me. Yeah. With a little Greek side salad. And I was like, there we go. See, following the rules, doing the right thing. (laughs) Anyway, um, it was delicious. Um, Just in case anyone wants to know about that. Gloves and a bib, delicious. Well, um, in other news, um, actual what we're going to do for the podcast news is we just thought we'd have a nice time and watch a film for the holiday. Yeah. Um, We did watch Babe. Classic Australian film, Mm. Babe. Babe 1, not 2, Pig in the City. Oh, that's a a fever dream for another time is the sequel. (laughs) Maybe for another holiday away. Mm, Absolutely. Well, so yeah, babe. <laughs> okay, shall I just explain the film? Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear your explanation of the film, Maddie. And I'll well, I'll this see. isn't my explanation. This is a mm. synopsis from the internet. Great. Um, Babe is a 1995 comedy drama. Uh, it is an adaptation of Dick Kingsmith's novel, The Sheep Pig, which tells the story of a farm pig who wants to do the work of a sheepdog. The film is narrated by Roscoe Lee Brown, and the main animal characters are played by both real animals and animatronic puppets. That is from Wikipedia. Uh, Yeah, so the film came out in 1995 and was a pretty big deal. It got Mm. a few um, nominations at the Oscars, and as we mentioned, it did get a comeback sequel in 1998. It is a very well-known Australian film. However, one of the first things I would like to discuss with you, Jessica, mm. is the setting of the film. Oh yeah, this which is, is one of less my well known. Mm. 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 <laughs> well, because you know, there's Farmer Hoggett, um, who is mm-hmm. excellent, and Mrs. Hoggett, our girl Magda. Which I, I actually know. Yes. The first thing I would like to talk about is Magda Zizbanski yes. playing a grandmother. She was thirty-three. Yeah, young. She was a little baby, a baby. And she's got her baby face, but somehow completely pulls it off. And I was thinking about it. It's like, because all through the 80s, she was doing like her sketch comedy stuff. 
So people, I guess, in Australia at least, were already just used to seeing her play different characters, different ages, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, yeah, yeah that's fine. She yeah. can she be elderly. No one questioned it at the time, I don't think. No, not It's only not now for a looking second. back that it's like, oh, hang on. Mm. How young was she? Because she's not even the age of the character now, is no. she? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. So we've got beautiful Magda. Yes, and... a liminal abstract choice, um, similar to the liminal abstract choice of the setting of the film, which, look, maybe somewhere someone has an official answer on this deep mm. in a Bible for the film or a first draft, but it is unclear where the hell this thing is actually yeah. set. And because I think maybe because it is based on a children's book, is it kind of set nowhere and everywhere like it's just a country town anywhere and because it's like you know american money therefore there's american accents yes because that's like hollywood neutral i guess is people talking with an american accent although farmer hoggett and his wife kind of have different accents to everyone else so there okay there are sheep dogs there's a country mm-hmm. fair there are sheep mm-hmm. trials it is filmed in australia in new south wales in the, in the southern highlands yeah um, but it's like it could easily be Britain, like that part of the UK could easily, like that, yeah, that part of New South Wales could easily be England. But I did all the do, townspeople I did do have a American search. accents. Yeah, I did do a little search, and um, look, it's meant apparently some sources say that it's meant to be set in rural England. But other sources say that that got thrown out in the drafting process. And so it actually does feel like they may have just not landed on Mm. an idea, Um, which is pretty rare. Like that doesn't happen very often in a film. Usually it's pretty clear where somewhere is set. But yeah, and some websites, when you look it up, will say that it's set in Australia. And then others Mm. are like, but the book was set in the UK. And then others are like, it's set in Australia, UK and America, which doesn't make any sense. All at once, Um, yeah. Well, it kind yeah. of is, I guess. And it it's is a that liminal thing, space. Or it's like when you're trying to sell a movie to an American audience, it's like you have to have American accents. Like that's kind of a thing. Yeah. So I guess they just decided that that's the market they're going for and that, you know, people in Australia and the UK would watch it anyway. And that's 100% what happened. That's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cause, and lots of like the, the extras and the, the, <laughs> the extras and the townspeople like they are doing American accents, but they're Australian. Like a lot of the featured people are like, oh, you're in other stuff. You're in Light McLeod's Daughters, but you're doing an American accent now. And some yeah. with varying degrees of success, some of them. Bizarre. Look, mm. if you are attached to the project, get in touch. Let us know why the creative decision was made to just not pick a place. Mm. Or to pick three places and figure it out. But hey, here we are. Yeah. I think maybe it is literally to appeal to the broadest possible audience. They're just like, eh, confuse them. It'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So critics uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave this film 97%, but audiences only give it 67%. I wonder if that's because it's aged a little bit. I don't think it's aged that much, but I can see how a modern audience would be like, this isn't my bag. Um, Also, it is like as a child, because my my fond memories of watching this film as a child, and I remember remember being quite scared in certain Mm. points. So I hadn't watched, rewatched this film 
since being a kid until when we watched this together for this podcast episode. And look, it's an excellent film. It's a well-made movie. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. Will not watch it again. I can't watch it because I broke. I Mm. actually just had a bit of a meltdown. Jess was there. I had Mm. to lie down and have a little cry. It's so sad. You were shaken to your core. I was and, not okay. <laughs> and because I I think it is so sad, but I think it's really beautiful and I will watch it again. Like we have very different opinions no. of it. And because I've seen it with like the Sydney Symphony Orchestra, like playing the score and with the guy who wrote oh. the score, like conducting uh-uh. it and I cried and it was beautiful. I think we have the same opinion of it. Mm, I think you just can't handle movie. it. Yeah, I just can't handle it. Mm. <laughs> not without getting therapy afterwards. It mm. There's a lot of things like there's a lot of moments around you know parental figures dying and the 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 guy the farmer farmer hoggett like he he does like a dance for babe and like that moment it's meant to be really really cute and it just reminds me of my granddad and i just Mm. get really emotional so look i just I think you should watch this movie if you haven't. And I think you should watch this movie if you have, but you haven't watched it in a long time as a kid. But Mm. just go in knowing that you're probably going to be a little bit vulnerable. Mm. But like, it's beautiful. (laughs) It's not like anything. I mean, some bad things do happen. Like, um, well, it actually, it's... Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, it's from 1994, but I looked it up and this book, this book, this movie did result in lots more people turning to vegetarianism like especially yeah. among young people and the actor james cromwell who's farmer hoggett became a vegetarian while Guess promoting what, the Jess? film mm. since having watched it i've gone pescatarian i accept like i limit i'm letting myself eat meat once a week mm. and that's my like iron intake and i mm-hmm. since watching it i'm like i can't mm. i can't it's and it's not just the animal thing like there, there's just a lot of yeah, like motherly figures dying. Mm. Um, but well, it opens notes. with like you know, little it kind of it explaining factory farming to kids really, and like how sad yes. it is, and how like lucky that like Babe escapes. It's the same, and I was thinking this when we watched it as like Fern Gully, which is also secretly set in Australia because they're in Mount Warning. They've all got different mm. accents, but at one point you hear like people, like construction people, and they've they've got Australian accents. And it's all about environmentalism, turning all the kids. Yeah. Babe is a political absurdist work before mm. its time. That's my theory. Mm. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah, well, because you've got the beautiful, like, actual animals and the animatronics, which, like, for the most part, it's seamless. Yeah, actually holds up pretty mm. well, the effects. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're really good. It's not, like, jarring at all. It makes sense. And I think because the voice actors are all really good. Like, I mean, Hugo yeah, Weaving's in there. the performances are well done. Um, yeah. There are singing mice. Um, yes. Mice that sing. So they have these chapter markers in the film, mm. which I buried deep into the back of my brain. And as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, my God, that's right, this happens. But I completely forgot. Mm. 
in the lead up that yeah the acts are punctuated yeah because it's know, in like a, kind a of Japanese style of like yeah chapter markers that come up with the title of the chapter well, it's, it's just because it's like the children's book that's all that's what yeah, I always but that's remember so rare yeah. like that's mm. that doesn't happen in movies very often mm. like that's that's a Japanese film technique that mm. isn't in western cinema um, except for like Tarantino, <laughs> like Tarantino and Babe have this Venn diagram of having chapter markers. But yeah, the the singing pigs, uh, sorry, the singing mice, read out these chapter markers, and they're like, "Deskababu." Um, it's very bizarre. Yeah, well, because they looked because like they'd always always had that in because it's like you know from the book they decided to do that, and then with test audiences like the kids watching it you know wouldn't be able to read it in time and so adults would be reading it out for them and then they added the mice in ah brilliant and the mice are great because like they they sing and they say stuff and they're a really important addition i think so they made the right call yeah they undercut some of the heavy drama when it does get a bit sad Mm. but also like sometimes you need in children's movies you need the outside eye character Mm. the trojan horse character so in the Lion King franchise, it's Timon and Pumbaa. So, like, mm. they sometimes talk to the audience and they sometimes comment on the action that's happening mm. and it kind of keeps the kids focused and up to speed on, like, what they're meant to be feeling or thinking if you're yeah. really young and well, like, it's, it's, your full this, cognitive They have space, the, like, the voiceover that does that really explicitly and then the yeah. little mice are, like, the little extra comments and they're keeping yeah, they're it fun because it is a big Trojan male voice. Mice. Yeah, yeah. Farmer Hoggett is just so beautiful. And one bit that I remember as a kid, which, like, I, you know, it hurt me. And, like, as an adult, it still does, is he's making this beautiful doll's house, oh. which, like, gets broken by the cat, which is very funny. But, like, he remakes it or whatever and gives it to his little shit granddaughter, who's like, yeah. it's not the one I wanted from the TV. And he's so, like, heartbroken. And it just... It's not yeah, on, it's green. you know. It's green. I'm like, it's, it's just so cool. He's made a little stained glass. He's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wrote the note at that point um, because this is at Christmas where they've debated killing Babe, the mm. pig, um, and I was like, kill the kids instead. <laughs> like, keep Babe and kill mm. those nasty children. Like, they suck. Mm. Not worth your time. Yeah. And they have um, a duck instead, and that's sad too because it's not Ferdinand, the duck you've got to know, but it's like it's no, his friend. but it's, a, it's an acquaintance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, because aren't the parents of the kid, like the husband is American and he's always on his phone and he's like – trying to do business over they're, the phone they're or both something. they're both got american accents um they're trying yeah. to get them to get a fax machine yeah mm. yeah that's right yeah Bizarre. and there's like i don't want one it's yeah they're very cute because it's like the farmer hoggett they're kind of stuck in the past and it seems that he's shearing the sheep on his own yeah with a a hand shear not even a mm. um, electric shearer either yeah yeah. So it's proper Maybe old this school. is a film about people in the past adapting to the new because the even the town, you know, like the the finale of the film is that the whole premise is that, you know, Babe the pig, he is like, I can be a sheepdog. Like I can do all the things that the sheepdog can do. And rather than being an absolute bigot and talking down to the sheep, he mm. talks to them nicely and asks them to do things and the sheep very calmly work with him. Mm. And then the farmer notices this and takes him to a competition. And the scene where they all walk out 
for the competition, like the pig and him. And the whole town laughs at him. And mm. then, of course, Babe is amazing and he's really, really great. And the whole town's like, yay. So it's almost like the film is about, you know, people stuck in the past and stuck in tradition being challenged. <laughs> Mm. by like outsider weird pigs um which is cool it's like a really Mm. nice theme for you know such it is because it's very much a kids movie but Mm. i don't know because like it seems like farmer hoggett like he's got like a bunch of other little inventions and when he's doing the like trying to train the pig and stuff like his wife is embarrassed but not surprised and also not completely dismissive She's just like, oh, okay, what now? Yeah, yeah, classic husband. And because she's off with the CWA, um, the Country Women's Association, very ex- ex- mm. like specifically that's what she's doing um, for when the, the trials are on and they're like watching the TV and she's having a conniption, but all her friends are watching it. And then it's like really beautiful. She's so proud when it works. And it's yeah. just a really nice movie. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. Um, and well, cause my there's, favorite line. Mm, you go. I was gonna say because there's the because poor sweet babe who is you know they he's they get him for the farm because ultimately they're gonna eat him but they don't but he's taken in by the sheep dogs. So many border collie puppies mm. that are so beautiful, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then eventually they get. You know, they oh. get taken away. They get taken to by different kids and stuff. And then Fly, who's the mum dog, like she's so sad. <clears throat> and then she like adopts Babe, really. Yeah. And then there's like the gruff other dog. What's his name? Is it Rex? I think so. Mm, like King of the Dog. And that's Hugo Weaving. And like he's really like... And they have like a full-on... <clears throat> like brawl at one point it's like oh is this about domestic violence too like there's a lot of yeah and toxic masculinity <laughs> yeah and like he yeah. does eventually change his ways like um yeah it's like there's lots of little lessons in there for the yeah. kids that like i remember being scared of that but i remember not thinking too much about it yeah mm. yeah and it was there all yeah. along my favorite line is move along you big buttheads. <laughs> is that babe talk who's yeah. who, talking to the sheep? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's he trying tries to be to tough. Be, yeah. He tries to be tough and aggro and he's like move along you big buttheads. <laughs> um it also reminded me of the fact that a child at work said goodbye Mrs. Butt to me the <laughs> other day. <laughs> She thought That's it was great. very funny. Well, and it is. so did I. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she thought she was going to get in trouble. And I was like, That's No, no, hilarious. bravo. <laughs> mm. um, the voiceover is interesting. And because there's bits where, because um, Babe, the pig, and Ferdinand, the duck. Ferdinand wants to be a rooster. Like, he's trying to make himself useful so he doesn't get eaten. So he's been yeah. getting up earlier than the rooster and crowing, which is very funny. And then they like they get an alarm clock, the, the people. So he's trying to steal the alarm clock. And so he recruits Babe. And that's where there's like the big disaster where they're sneaking past the cat because the duck is allergic to the cat. Mm. And like the cat doesn't really talk. The cat is vicious. And it comes up a couple of other times and to the point where there's the voiceover being like, not all cats are evil, pretty much. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's like, but this cat. But this one sucks. Yeah. yeah, it's like we love all animals. We respect all animals, but not this one. But this cat is an asshole. This cat is a murderer. Um, and the yeah. cat is is pretty, like, the she tells babe, nasty. she's like, people will eat you. That's why you're here. That's your purpose. I mean, in some ways, like, she wasn't lying. Mm, but she also she was wasn't trying like, to help. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> No, she is a ban- a, a bandstander, <laughs> bystander. Yeah. Wow, she's just stirring. She's going it. German today. She's not trying to yeah. help. And then I think because then Babe tries to run away, but then he sees pig. Uh, pigs, uh, he sees sheep being stolen yes. or attacked or something. And then he's nursed yes. back to health by Farmer Hoggart, yes. who sings oh. "If I Had Words." Oh. And does a little jig, and I know it upsets Maddie, but we're going to talk about oh, it. Oh, God. It's a beautiful scene. Babe nearly dies, and then he dances him back to life. Yeah, because he's hand-feeding the pig, and he's, like, singing the little song, and, like, he changes key, and the music comes in, and it is just a really beautiful piece. It is very nice. Of sound design, which I will insert here for you all. If you oh, need a moment, Maddie, you don't have to listen to it because I'm going to insert it in post. Um, but everyone <laughs> else, just get it. You can get yourself a little tissue and just have a listen. Oh. If I um, had it's beautiful. Words Run yourself a bath, put yourself a glass a of wine, have a little cry. <laughs> and then come back to us. I'd sing you a morning, golden and true. I would make this day last for all time Then fill the night deep in moonshine If I had words to make a day for you I'd give you a morning golden and true I would make this day last for all time. I hope we're all okay. Um, a little bit emotional thinking about it, but the the piece of music, because a lot of the score has like nineteenth century classical music woven Mm. into it um which the composer has done very cleverly i think and this song is i think the composer's called like sonsen is how you say it so it's part of a um because i saw it at the opera house once like the actual piece of music that it's based on it's in like a symphony there's all this like organ and big bells and stuff and it's really moving and so at some point someone's taken that tune and put words to it and then that's what they've used here. And I don't know if this is the first instance of it. I think it might have been like sung by someone else at some point. Because it really sounds like an old yeah, folky thing. But I don't know whether it is or if it's just a created one for this. And that's what they've used an older tune. And then don't the mice do a remix? They do. It? It's over over the credits. Oh. It's so cute. We should also listen to that. I'm yeah, saying, we'll put a now little... that you're crying and you're mm. not okay. I put a little bit of that at the end. It's such a banger with the mice. It, is. it, it does actually lift you out of the 
feelings at the end well I think part of why this movie is so successful and so like makes you feel so emotional is because of the music and the sound design like if you lift it out it wouldn't happen yeah Um, yeah, it's really it powerful weird. and it's same in like all the like the scary moments there's a lot of stuff going on at one point like he's in the rain and you can really hear yeah and it's like this is a kids movie about like animals um and they've gone for like a really quite dramatic evocative sound design <sighs> which is cool um yeah. and i mean all the animals and stuff it's like jim henson's creature shop right yeah yeah, yeah so they're very well made and like you said before, the voice acting is really good as well. So it's Christine Kavanagh as Babe. Um, it could be Dolly Parton at times. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Um, mm. Miriam Margulies does Fly, the sheepdog. Yes, like I said, and I didn't... Weaving does Rex. I didn't um, notice that it was Miriam Margulies until... Yeah, yeah. And Danny Mann did Ferdinand, the goose, the duck, sorry. Um, yeah. And he's in a bunch of disney movies like he's yeah like he's like heaps. voice actor big time yeah and so is miriam flynn who does ma oh um, yes yeah she's um, in a bunch of stuff too so they did get like you know top a level voice actors um mm. for the animals which i think makes a big yeah. difference because yeah a lot of kids movies yeah, they maybe save a little bit of money in the casting department and mm. it doesn't work out, but they clearly went all out. Yeah, and it's like, well, because it's like animatronics sometimes, other times real animals, and it is really hard to tell. And because oh, sometimes yeah. there's a lot of like the animals just like looking into the window and I'm like, I think that's actually a cow, you know? Yeah. Like, I think there's a cow <laughs> yeah. and a horse and a duck <clears throat> all being made to look through this window somehow. And then yeah. later, like at the sheep trials, don't know how they it's, did that. It's a pig and it's sheep. Like it is like, yeah. I mean, I they've all, they know. have to have edited out something. Yeah, because they can't all be animatronic. Like, because animatronics don't walk. Like, they can't just make a sheep like walk naturally. No, it's, those no, are for no. close-ups. Like, yeah, I I don't know how they did that, and mm. and it's not. I don't think it's CGI because no, it's like should I be going it, to sheep dog realistic. trials? Like, are they yeah. this? Are they amazing? Like, because I've never been to one. Do they really get the next, sheep to just walk in next formation? Next time you're in town, line it up with the Nambour show, and we'll mm. check it out. Yeah, if anyone knows, like, if anyone trains sheep dogs or has sheep that can walk into a formation, a send us a video to our Instagram and just like give us some info, like. Tell us when you're next presenting them at a local show and we'll see if we're in town because I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, because I've worked with a couple of trick dogs um, and the dogs are amazing. Like there's um, this duo of girls called Just For Fun Trick Dogs and they, they the dogs catch frisbees and they, they, they love it. Like they mm. just, they can do flips. They're amazing. But it's the sheep moving in formation yeah maybe like did they slow down the footage did they make it look like it was really calm maybe i don't know and because I mean, they move so like doopy doopy doop mm. like that's not whenever and i've seen this happen at, at the country fair like at the nimble show and stuff like that um it's not a slow and calm process at mm. all so i don't no. know mate and, like, I know pigs are intelligent, but can you train them? Like, they must have, obviously. Or, like, they've got a bunch of piglets that can do, like, one thing. You can train some pigs, mm. yeah, and goats as well. Like, I, you know, I've um, 
had friends with farms where a goat, you know, got raised from when it was baby, but it hung out with the dogs. And so it Mm. thought, you know, it hung out with all the dogs as an adult as well. And it kind of thought it was a dog and tried to eat the dog food and would hang out with them. And so they do kind of like farm animals can kind of assimilate Mm. to the context that they're put in, um, depending on the animal, obviously. But yeah, it's pretty amazing like Mm. what can happen when you throw. Yeah. (laughs) animals in with other animals and just kind of see what happens behaviorally Mm. well Um, i mean the cat makes sense because it doesn't have to do much it's just like sit there be a cat come over here be an asshole but there's one point where it's like covered in paint and i'm like i hope that's an animatronic (laughs) yeah i hope that's not real just like a wet cat um i think it would be more upset if it was a real cat because he really was just kind of sitting there absolutely absolutely it would not have been happy Mm. The special effects team is huge. When you go mm. onto IMDb, it's about 40 people. Yeah, it'd have to be. Yeah, so a lot of it is Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Mm. Um, and then other people on top of that, you know, there's pyrotechnics, there's special effects, there's like very specific roles as well. And then the visual effects team is also about 40 people. And that was mm. done by Rhythm and Hughes. So it's it's it had a mm. huge effects budget um especially for a kids movie that was a huge part of the budget from what Mm. i've read and it pays off like we said Mm. earlier like most of it you know like uh, watching in 2022 most of it looks really decent um better than other stuff i've seen (laughs) Mm. yeah um i've just remembered a bit of it which is haunting me and i think it haunted me as as a child um because when like babe like he do, he rescues the sheep from being attacked, but then it looks like maybe he's attacked them. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. then like that's when like Farmer Hoggett like fully gets a gun. Yeah, and like it Babe doesn't happens. understand what's doesn't know what's happening because the voiceover tells you that Babe doesn't know what's happening. Um, and like obviously Farmer Hoggett can't do it, decides not to, like figures it out, and. Th- that's like really scary and like but then like magda reappears and she's like you know doing something in the garden being like what are you doing with that gun like he's like yeah. oh nothing <laughs> so it it's very like, nearly happens Ooh. yeah moments of like real intensity are then like oh no it's fun and then it's funny it's like yep. oh thank god yeah and then the mice will be like you that was a close one yeah because she's come she's come to tell him that like neighbors have lost some some sheep and he's like oh thank god i didn't shoot the pig yeah Yeah. oh man otherwise it would be a very different movie Mm. to sum up yeah so to sum up um although maddie doesn't want to watch it again everyone Everyone should should watch it Mm. once as an adult yeah Mm. i'm glad i i don't i'm glad that i watched it Mm. i just cannot watch it again it is too moving. It is too moving for Maddie. Give me 10 years. Give mm. me 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's just like a sweet older man succeeds. It's just really lovely. Yeah. I will listen to the soundtrack though. That thing is a banger. Mm. Just, just the, your final thoughts. The fun one at the end. Um, Final thoughts. It's a classic. I love it. I love the song. I can't believe Magda was 33. No. Like, how did she get the brief? Did they want her specifically? Did she, like, gun for it? I I don't know. 
I don't know. I, and we it, could find out who the casting director she is. She nailed it. Like, it's like, a, what an odd choice, but a perfect one. Yeah, she really does a good job. Mm. Um, and, like, yeah. James Cromwell is, like, a big, like, activist. He's a cool old man. I feel like he's a Jane Fonda. Mm. Not only is it a good story as far as the characters and the arcs and the feelings, mm. but the filmic devices are also truly fascinating. Mm. Um, it was way more absurd than I ever remembered. And there's there's just lots of beautiful uh, cinematography and beautiful, mm. like you said, orchestral um, soundtracking and also just the um, diegetic and non-diegetic sound so that the sound within the world and mm. the sound outside of the world um, is beautifully edited. But, yeah, it's just this bizarre film as far as the level of kind of breaking the fourth wall which i really really enjoy that kind Mm. of stuff so yeah very impressed with the bold decisions they made and i think i mean i think i've said it before on this podcast you know with the baz luhrmann stuff i think we've entered an age of cinema where so much of it is mainstream now that um, Australian cinema and young filmmakers aren't given the same risks and the same freedom to make those kind of choices and mm. play anymore unless you are like a quirky alternative indie filmmaker. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was really nice to watch a movie that just went, nah, we're going to shake it up. We're going to try out some conventions yeah, and see how they go. And they worked well. Also people that understand that you can take those sort of chances with things that are for kids. Like yeah. kids can make really imaginative leaps and will enjoy like a well-made, interesting film. Like, yeah, kids' brains are elastic. They haven't mm. learnt all of the weird conformative shit that we've learnt. So test. So they're going to watch this and learn to be a vegetarian. That's what yeah. most kids learn. <laughs> and to say thank you to their granddads when their granddads make them dollhouses. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the two key lessons in life: mm. thank your granddad, don't eat too much meat. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> Next episode, we're doing something a bit fun. Um, it is an election in Australia at the moment. And if you're in Australia, you probably know that because mm. most of the coverage is heinous and annoying and awful and boring. Yeah, it's three days in, I was like, nah, advocate. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I looked at the news for a couple of days and I'm like, I just don't care anymore. And I do yeah. care. I care we about the election. We do need to care. It's just there's a lot of nonsense oh, happening, yeah. but not good nonsense. So mm. what I would like to do is shake it up, do yes. something a bit fun, do something a bit funny, do mm-hmm. something a bit silly. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to list my probably my top 10-ish cracked moments in Australian political campaigns ever. Yes. And we're talking cooked, hilarious, spooky, dramatic stuff. So we're going to break away from the current election coverage and do something just a little bit silly to celebrate the fucked nature of an election cycle. That sounds much more exciting than what I've been seeing so yeah. far. So I, I cannot wait. That'll be in two weeks. Look, there's five weeks to go, so I'm sure there'll be some cooked things in this election as well. It's just thus far, it's been a bit grim. So let everyone mm. touch wood that the next few weeks will bring us at least some funny stories and some intellectual dialogue about policy. Mm. Then we can the add it to we the deserve. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, that's in two weeks. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at Australianorama. Send us your sheepdog information if yes. you have it. Explain it to us um, with footage if you could. Um, yes. And also um, come to my show at the Sydney Comedy Festival. And also if you follow me on Instagram, which is it's just my name, Jessica 80 I will be doing – like a little bit of a giveaway because I make stubby coolers and I haven't announced yet, but it'll be like, you know, buy a ticket, show me your receipt, you go into a drawer to win a beautiful hand crocheted stubby cooler. So they're pretty great. Get amongst it. And they're the same price as a ticket if you want to buy one. You could also just buy a stubby cooler from me. I mean, um, that too. Cool. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. And a one and a two and a three. Hit it.